0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode number 109. My name is Josh Toll. I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts. As always, Brett, hello.
1: Hello. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm alive. Quite I'm frankly. awake and I'm alive.
0: That's right. Quite frankly, in the chat, hello. How are you? What up? What's well, up, brother? Good to see you. Uh, Hapticast, Haptic Intel's video game podcast, where we talk about video games each and every week live here on youtube.com slash have the can tell and definitely not on twitch because twitch is bad so yeah 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 so that's what we got brett we have a show for people today we do yeah not a good show not a bad show just a show
1: i think it's going to be good i think so too so i just lied to you (laughs) there have been a lot of uh gaming conferences lately that we have not had the chance to talk about so we're going to talk about some of the things we've seen at uh you know xbox's conference uh the starfield direct mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm I'm really excited to kind of delve into those
0: yeah basically e three e three except
1: much. no playstation
0: e- well yeah playstation did their e three quote unquote beforehand and it was bad so they're canceled so right. um I'm just kidding it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that good either. Uh, it was bad, yeah. Okay, so we're going to be talking about a couple of upcoming video game releases. One particular that I think is pretty interesting that I'm excited to get your reaction of. whether I, I don't know if you remember if this game exists or not, but we have that. Um, our title topic, we'll be talking about Starfield running at 30 FPS. If it really matters or not, uh, and then obviously rolling that into the Starfield Direct. And then we're going to kind of just touch on briefly Summer Games Fest, the Xbox Showcase, Starfield Direct, the Ubisoft Showcase, the Capcom Showcase. All these showcases, we're not going to go through... Each and every game at all of these, but we'll talk about what struck us. General thoughts about the show. If you want a list of all the games that were shown at these showcases, then go Google it because this isn't the place for you. Okay. Then, kind of our two big stories we're talking about Xbox's Phil Spencer revealing some, you know, current state of the union, if you will, behind closed doors about Xbox. Some very interesting tidbits in there, at least in my opinion, if you're interested in Xbox and the, you know, gaming industry as a whole. And then our, our big topic, and I'm just letting everybody know that when we get here, if you don't want to hear, you know, you know, a slight political talk or I, I hate to preface it like that. But I mean, that's undoubtedly the route it's going to go. And I'm here to tell you, you might not like what I have to say about it. OK, so. Yeah,
1: we're going to talk be talking about, about the Nick. Yeah, the Nick Merckx controversy, uh, mm-hmm. Twitch streamer Nick Merckx recently in mm-hmm. some hot water for some. Quote uh, anti LGBTQ plus comments on his Twitter account causing some stuff to happen uh, that has a lot of people upset. And we're going to talk about it. And, you know,
0: yeah, listen, we usually
1: you, you we might know, not like our side of it, but um, we we're just going like to say Nick Merckx things, is bad. That's correct.
0: We usually like to keep things light, but um, this is kind of big and less so about the, even the Nick Merckx thing. I think the. Um, I don't know. The reaction from some streamers in the space that I I quite like. I find um
1: the reactions you don't like, the people you liked.
0: Yes, yes. Um, I find it um pretty ridiculous. Uh I don't really yeah. know how else to say it. So
1: well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's gonna be yeah. our final topic of the day. So we will we will jump into that at the end. But first and foremost,
0: we're gonna do what we do every week, which is talking about th- the games, the TV and anime, whatever it is, our media consumption update, what we're watching and yeah. playing all of that. So what do you got for me? What are you doing? What What's going on?
1: <laughs> yeah. Before I go, I want to shout out real quick. People can call our phone line and let us know oh, what yes. they're watching, what they're playing, what they've been up to. Uh, call 904 U C U L T. That's 904-878-2858, 904 cult uh, give us a call leave a voicemail let us know what you're what you're watching what you've been playing uh I'll be honest I'm keeping it quite late this week I've been very busy yeah and I've been sticking to kind of one thing really so yeah me too when it, when it comes to TV I've been watching I think you should leave I finished up season three uh I kind of agree with the masses that it was not as good as seasons one and two and I will leave it at that
0: can I ask you a question about that because I agree
1: with you by the way yeah uh, I think there's some there's some bangers in there no doubt yeah, some yeah.
0: Small timers. Some, uh, some instant classics. My question to you is this yeah. have we been so inundated with content from the first two seasons and it's become so ubiquitous with you know our culture, even how we speak, you know, just mm-hmm. how we consume it. And we kind of put it such on this pedestal that really anything they put out wouldn't have met that expectation?
1: I don't think so because mm. season one to two, I we were doing the same thing, and I don't think uh mm. I don't think that happened. I think season two delivered. So, okay, fair enough. Uh, Listen, it was still, like you said, it had some bangers, some really good ones. Some were just there. And then it just ends. And I was left wanting more. Like, I was like, wow, I really hope this season starts. This is literally what happened to me. I was like, I literally hope this season gets better. And then season one started playing again. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Wait, is this like a callback to season one? And it was literally Netflix replaying season one again. Yeah. It was over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, I also finished the show Beef on Netflix. Mm, you've uh, recommended this to me. Yeah, big fan of this series. Uh, did not expect the way it ended, and I <laughs> thought it was really good. Very good. You should watch it. I believe every season is going to be its own contained thing. I don't like that's what kind of sucks is like Steven Yen's not going to be back and he's like my okay. favorite part of the show.
0: So it's anthology kind of oh well, not conf-
1: they haven't confirmed or denied. It it's like um like they could certainly pick up where it left off, but I think they said they wanted to fo- the, the showrunner said they wanted to focus on a different story for each season involving okay. a, a beef. Because that's what cool. the show's about is about the beef, right?
0: Maybe eventually they'll all come together.
1: Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Cool. So that's cool. And then in terms of games, uh, let's let's kind of jump into your stuff at the same time with this. So Liza P, we both played Mm -hmm. the demo. Yeah. I haven't jumped back in since the first time I played it. But what I played was very much Bloodborne and Mm -hmm. a little bit of Dark Souls and Pinocchio, obviously. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. Where are you at?
0: So I liked it. It is. First of all, it's a pretty lengthy demo. Um, you know it's you get to play the first kind of two um, a- areas chapters yeah. sections if you will there's two bosses yes beat both
1: okay i could um, not beat the first one that's why i got off
0: it took me a couple tries to get it down and once i figured it out i was like okay we're we're gonna we're gonna enter into easy mode now just like every other souls game you know if the bosses you, you figure it out but i applied the same kind of methodology to the second boss and it worked um, here's the thing. I think the game looks great. I think it runs great. There's 120 yeah, yeah. fps mode even the demo. Mm. Um, if your display supports that. Um, I think it is fun for the most part, but what I told you and I'll reiterate is there's something that feels off. We have played every Souls game. We're huge Soulsborne fans. And I don't typically love souls like games because there's always something that's just not quite the same about it, right? As a from yeah from version of it, and initially I didn't feel that with this game, but I think I really felt it when fighting the first boss, and then subsequently, there's just something off, and I don't know if it's the rolling mechanic and how stuff is mapped. Although I changed that, it there's no real dodge. You have to you have to you know you have to like run and jump to roll to get out of the way, but you can't really do it quickly. And it it, that would be fine. But like, it doesn't feel like in the moment to moment combat, there's like enough, just, it just doesn't quite feel correct. And I don't even really know how to put my finger on it. And I think if you play it more, you'll find that there's just something slightly off about it. And there might be one too many mechanics at its core to make it truly a great souls. Like,
1: do you think Elden Ring might have tarnished any of your uh, Souls like, and that maybe is why? Because Elden Ring had the jump mechanic that Dark Souls, you know, didn't have, and this has a jump, but it's very convoluted. Do you think yeah, maybe lo- I don't? You know, it's not even. Do with- I don't
0: even want the jump per se. I want something to be a roll, and there's not really a roll unless it's you like jump. Like a bloodborne first. dash. Yeah. And that's fine, but the at least the the uh, things that you have to quote unquote parry in the demo don't quite lend itself to that. Whereas like Bloodborne, like yeah, you could you could roll and you had the you had the gun and you knew that was it. This it feels like there's one too many things in there, so there's just something off. But that being said, I think the world is really interesting. I think it's gorgeous, and there is a lying mechanic at the core of the game that you will experience after you beat the first boss. That seems like it's pretty central to part of the game which really interests me and here's what this game has going for it for me it's gonna be on game pass yeah because after playing this demo i was like i ain't buying this and that maybe was a disservice to them because otherwise i probably would have bought it sight unseen however i forgot that's going on on game pass so i don't have to buy it yeah so that's good so i think i will try it again when it comes out um it would be cool if my progress from the demo carries over because that first boss was really annoying in my opinion. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, there's just something off about it, but I think it's cool. And I think the demo is nice and um, yeah. All right.
1: Well then let's jump into the last game that we've both been kind of sharing together and that's Diablo four. Yeah, dude. So I had it for like a week before you and I yeah. kind of played a little bit and now you and I are just balls deep in there. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on Diablo?
0: It's got its hooks in me.
1: Yeah, I would agree. It's um,
0: it's quite a good game. And I was expecting to like it. I liked Diablo. I, let me rephrase that. I loved Diablo 3. I thought Diablo 3 was a great game. We had a really good time with it. And, you know, we're both big gauntlet fans. And that, I think, is the basis of Diablo from back in the day, right? Is that type of, you know, action RPG, you know, looter, you know, fucking yeah. elemental, cool isometric shit. Mm -hmm. um but i didn't expect to like this game quite as much as i do um i also think that the story is actually pretty compelling and interesting for the most part uh for a game like this whereas in diablo 3 i couldn't fucking tell you anything and i've heard from diablo fans that the the lure and what they did with this game is pretty awesome for them which is great again i really only have diablo 3 as a reference point and i don't remember anything about that game but i'll tell you what really strikes me outside of this being fun and Grinding and leveling up and doing min maxing and all that stuff that we love. Um, the this game looks beautiful, yeah. It is seriously impressive visually and it runs great. Uh, and I'm really impressed with the fidelity of how everything looks the texture work, asset quality you know, uh, just everything
1: top to bottom visually. It's um, it's quite good. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it myself. I love that if you're playing with a friend, it kind of has this really interesting scaling system where Mm -hmm. you could still play with a friend, even if you're super high leveled and they're not, uh, you know, the world kind of scales with you rather than scaling with the leader of the party. Right. So I find that really interesting and really cool. So it's a really easy game for you to recommend to someone, have them pick it up and you can, you know, start playing with them even if you're really experienced and far into the game. Right. Uh, And the progress for the story transfers over between both. So you and I are kind of playing through the campaign. I feel like there's other video games that we've played together where, We've had to play story missions twice. Right. Once in my world, once in your world, right. and that's not the case here. No, it's
0: all together. And I think um, now I know people have experienced server issues. I haven't experienced anything. Maybe a little bit of lagging here and there, but nothing yeah. crazy. Uh, and I will say that the co-op system for this game, I, I I think it should really be commended. To be honest with you, it's it's seamless and it's quick,
1: it just and works. it's slick.
0: It really does. And I don't see a lot of people talking about it, but I do and this is crazy. This is a fucking blizzard game we're talking about, but I I do think they're owed some credit for doing all the extensive testing that they did yeah. for a very long time. And it's clearly paid off in a polished finished product. So
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I think something else that I want to mention is like we've we've kind of encountered these situations where there might have been a quest that it doesn't necessarily want you to access because it's a side quest for my right. class and not yours. Right. But they don't mind if you just teleport to the you know hub world and then t- teleport back to me. Right. Things like that, I think, are really interesting that they give you the freedom to kind of just, right. literally teleport. Like they don't care that they don't care that I have a waypoint that you don't, and I'm gonna right. fast travel there, and then you're gonna fast travel to me, and then get that waypoint. Right. Like they don't care about that kind yeah. of stuff, and Which I think that's awesome. really interesting. Which is yeah. awesome
0: because it, there, it's not like. I mean, the game is content rich, even outside of the story. And last night, we just we we thought we were almost done the story. We actually discovered there's a lot more um, yeah. to it. So it's really content rich. And I think just the the teleporting, the, they basically remove any barriers or cumbersomeness there is to playing a co op game like this, where leveling, yeah. scaling, traversal, uh, quest lines, it's all very important. And they basically remove all the barriers from you know f- from out in front of you and just allow allow you to play it.
1: Yeah. So. the world events are fun they're not too grindy mm-hmm. uh very much like a public event in destiny where a, right. a random online event will start and then that uh, people all around the world will be able to join that event with you online and you know take out a boss um i'm having a lot of fun with it so me too and uh i'll be playing once we're done today so yes
0: cool all right anything else on that i just have a couple other quick things and we'll move on no go ahead all right i'm still watching silo and Foundation um we'll see silo better hurry up i think there's one more episode uh we'll see it better hurry the fuck up that's all yeah I'm so there's say. like
1: seven episodes out now i'm all, I'm still on four or five
0: yeah, yeah i think the season's nine or ten gonna be nine or ten um so better hurry up um i'm also i have one episode left in foundation uh, i think that show for sci-fi fans um really really wonderful show again maybe not so much from a character perspective but from a world building and lore perspective um you know it's It's quite intriguing. And again, that's Asimov. And it is, um, I also think the visuals are quite staggering. And I looked up the budget because it looks like the the only thing I compare it to is like I feel like I'm sitting down and watching like a Dune level, like a Denny Villeneuve Dune level sci fi epic with the visuals. Like it's that staggeringly good looking. And I looked up the budget for it and it's like very cheap every episode. I'm like, how did they accomplish this? And I think it's just the – I should have wrote it down. I could look it up again. The company that, that's doing the v, the VFX for it are in-house at Apple. Really? Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what else they do at Apple. But it's very interesting. It's very interesting from that perspective. But anyway, it's a good show. I like it. Uh, season 2 comes out soon. Um, and then wow. books. I finished Shift, which is the second book in the Silo series. And about halfway through Dust, uh, the third book is so much better than the second book. Really? Yeah. Uh, people were correct online. So the ending of the second book is good, but getting to the ending of the second book made me want to rip my eyes out of points. So a little too lengthy, a little too girthy in some areas.
1: Yeah. But all right, well, that's all I have for you, Brett. All right, well, that's good to know that you are uh, enjoying Silo, and I'm going to continue to watch it, and hopefully it's good, and maybe I'll read it. I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, roll the intro. Let's get this show started. We got video game releases up next and a bunch of topics to discuss. Yeah, yeah. josh let's hop into the upcoming video game releases for this week first yeah. off black desert online land of the morning light expansion releases on pc june 14th which is yeah, tomorrow whatever that is black desert online is a uh i know it is like an mmo
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it has like a really ridiculous character create like ridiculous character creator where you can make anything anyone. Mm-hmm. i like that um, so including cool. our friend brandon you can make our friend brandon in any Character creator because he's such a basic bitch. Uh, crime Boss Rock A City is releasing on PS5 and Xbox Series S and X on dude, June 15th. Are we you ready this... for this? Well, hold on. We saw this at the Game Awards and it yeah. has since already released, I thought. uh This is the next gen versions of it. Okay. Yeah. What am I ready for?
0: For it to come to PS5. You're going to play it,
1: right? Oh, no. This game looks like garbage, dude. It's got a bunch of like weird celebrity. This is a game, game that's, that's going to have it. a cult following one day. It is. Yeah. Trust me. I don't okay. know about all that. Um, layers of Fear, which is an awful title for a which game. Which
0: was Layers of Fears. And now was they just, they, this is the Layers of Fear sequel, Layers of Fears, which they changed to now just be called Layers of Fear. Like the first the, game. No, no,
1: no. I think the first game is Layer of Fear, isn't it? Oh, you're correct. You're so they correct. just put the S on Layers. Yeah, it was Layer of Fears. You're right. They, they changed it. This is dumb. Uh well it's coming out on PC PS5 Xbox Series S and X and I accidentally just closed out the dock. Um it was there it is. That,
0: that's Blooper team. So.
1: Yeah, June 15th. Aliens Dark Descent releasing on PC PS5 Xbox Series S and X PS4 and Xbox 1 on June 20th. J- <clears throat> Josh, is this uh the Aliens franchise? Yeah. I did not know this game was coming out. Yeah. Cool. Crash Team Rumble is releasing for PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, and Xbox One on June 20th. And that is all I have for you in-game releases. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Let's hop into our title topic, shall we? you ready?
1: Yes, Josh, I'm, I have a question. I'm, yeah. What? I was going to ask you. Well, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm ready to talk about Starfield, are you? Yeah, I want to ask you, does Starfield running at 30 frames per second matter?
0: So... <sighs> I'm I'm ready to be called the biggest hypocrite in the
1: world. I think you should, and I absolutely be should that. be. Yeah, because you were shitting on Starfield. I, we listen. We've been prepped. We I knew it
0: was coming. Right. So Starfield. First of all, let's just say it's confirmed to be running at 4K 30 on Series X consoles. It's yes. 1440 30 on Series S, and it's whatever you want on PC. So, but to give a little background for a while first of all i'm a frame rate stop okay i'm a performance snob i just am okay just i it's been ruined for me since <laughs> you know what game ruined frame rate for me was back in the day playing um dark souls 2 scholar of the first sin yeah 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 it's the first time i saw a video game i think running yeah, at 60 smooth. and i was yeah. like i was like <laughs> i agree I was, was like, six... this... is that what 60 fps like... looks like
1: this game looks weird, yo. You're like running through the fucking the grass yeah. and shit. Yeah.
0: And then ever since then, it's been ruined for me since then. It's so yeah. funny that a Souls game is the fucking one that did that. Now it was a remastered. But anyway, Um, so for a long time, I've been saying that if Starfield runs at 30 FPS, I ain't playing it.
1: And it's going to be bad.
0: I didn't say it was going to be bad. I just you, I, you said I, it's I, going to run at 30 frames per second and be bad. I didn't say it was going to be bad. I said it's definitely going to run at 30 frames per second. I said, Bethesda has something to prove with because they haven't released a good game in a while. Anyway, so I've been saying this for a while. And I still felt that way after they showed it the last time. I forget when it was. Whenever the last time they showed it was. um, A couple months ago. They had another direct or something like that, right? Just for Starfield. it It was the developer direct for Xbox where they showed it. And then we get the Starfield direct after the Xbox game showcase. And Brett, I don't know if I've ever seen a more staggering video game in my entire life. And what I mean by staggering is not just content-rich, not just scope or depth or scale, but I mean everything. I mean, this game is like five games in one. And the fact that what they showed proves to me that they've been able to realize not only what you would want in a Bethesda deep RPG, but when you apply that kind of logic that we got for fallout three and fallout four and Skyrim on an intergalactic scale, and it looks like they have realized it and it's coming true. Yeah. I don't care about the frame rate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was an incredible showing. I think it blew me away. And I was very surprised with what I saw. Um, Listen, Fallout 4 came out. It was... Mm -hmm. We were very hyped for it. Yes. And Fallout 4 was a little disappointing in that it felt like it was developed in a bubble where gaming had advanced past the Xbox 360, PS3 era in terms of mechanics and graphics and animations. And Fallout 4 felt like it still was last gen at the time, right? Yes. I think that this is... Bethesda, at their best, fucking motor running, just kicking ass with game development in every, like you said, in every aspect. And they might not have nailed the the 60 FPS, but um, I think this is going to be a hit for them. This is literally No Man's Sky, but deeper, better in every way.
0: Yeah. And I think, listen, I like Fallout 4, and I had a great time with Fallout 4. But no doubt it was, you know, definitely weaker than three and certainly weaker than Skyrim, even though the different franchises, same studio. Um, I don't I would argue that Bethesda Game Studios themselves, mainly Todd Howard's team, has not released a really great game since Skyrim. And maybe not truly a staggering game since fallout 3 and then i think about playing tears of the kingdom
1: real quick skyrim is
0: staggering i would argue yeah but. i think fallout I'm. we expected that from skyrim i'm saying from fallout 3 to skyrim fallout 3 set the president skyrim was almost i think similar in scope but on a in a fantasy uh, yeah,
1: scale i agree
0: um i and then i think about tears of the kingdom and how I didn't really care for a second that it was running at 30 while while playing it. And beforehand I did too. And then, you know, I was a hypocrite with that as well. And I don't know, man. I just, I really feel like I needed to see this. Because also where it came from the last time I showed
1: it to now is insane. I mean, that gunplay yeah. looks fucking tight. Yeah, and I know that was something we were worried about because Bethesda is not known for their gunplay. Yeah, that shit looks tight. I mean, from top down. It looks fun. It looks tight. There's jetpacks. It looks good. Yeah.
0: And I, I'm here to tell you, I don't care. I don't think it matters. And I think if you look at people online, similar to myself, that were crying about it beforehand, I see a lot of people talking about it now.
1: Yeah. A lot of people, I think, were blown away, just like you and, yeah. and myself. Yeah. Um, something I really, one of the big takeaways for me were, like, the different traits that you can apply to your character yeah, it seems like you're going to be able to make your character super unique, not only in looks, but in terms of their experience in the mm-hmm. world of of Starfield. And I think that's really cool having these like it, it's almost like the perks in Fallout but taken to another level. Yeah. Uh, Much deeper. like what? Yeah. What was the one weird wanderer or something like that where yes. like random events would happen? Yeah. I was getting vibes like that, like uh, game altering perks, basically. Right. Um, but like they for example one was you become part of a religion and then if a certain pirate uh organization like tries to rob you you like tell them you're part of their religion and they'll let you go mm-hmm. things like that or having the number one fan who goes yes, everywhere dude. with you and is really annoying dude how they uh, showcased that was awesome too by the way with it My God! Well, I'll let everyone know that uh Hapticast is sponsored by w Energy. Use code Slick S L I C K at W G G to save ten percent off your order. All right, we're good. We appreciate it. All right. We're anyway, good. yeah. i Fucking hate Streamlabs. We either record me saying that, and then I could play that. Yeah. In case anything ever happens. Um. What was I saying? I don't know. That's the best part about the, when that happens. We lose our train of thought.
0: Um, I'll tell you when I was really in for Starfield. Yeah. I mean, what Oh, we you're saw, talking about, hold on. You know, I know.
1: Perks. Yeah. We we're talking about the fan. You're like, it's really cool how they did that too. Oh yeah.
0: How that, how they showed it, how it was integrated and then them being like, and then you can, you can end it or fix it or get rid of it. Whenever them, you and, want. Whenever yeah. you want. And they just showed them about to kill the guy, yeah. which is awesome because that's something I would do. I would get so yeah. annoyed. I'd be like, okay, right, you know what? You're done. Goodbye. Um. So there's deep aspects of that, like where you would see it. You definitely see that in other RPGs, but there's there's something about the way that, you know, Bethesda integrates it into their world and their systems and the story and the, the far reaching ramifications typically of them. It seems like it's on full display in this. Yeah. And I was already loving what I saw. And I didn't realize initially that it was gonna be 45 minutes long, which it, it was, which is, I mean, maybe one of the most in-depth things we've ever gotten. For uh, as far as a director of video game goes, yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, but where's the ship stuff? Oh man, and I was like, are we gonna be able to? Like, I get it, it's like a base, but like, can we fly it? Like, are we able to fight? Is Is it? in it? Is it just like a destiny glorified loading screen? And then they show your character sitting down, get behind the cockpit, flying into space, and then flying the ship, and then fighting Paper the drive. ship. And then here is what got me every Todd Howard presentation has a and it just works type moment yeah right Mm -hmm. and for me the moment in this direct was when he said oh yeah and you can board that enemy ship and he flew up and he docked on the ship and they got in they fucking killed everybody they took over the ship and they said now the ship is mine
1: and when that happened (laughs) i was like all right that's such a you thing to like i'm done (laughs) i liked it too but
0: i'm done yeah that every ship i see it becomes mine yeah that's it it's over and then the the one the one uh, woman that they had the developer that was like and I just like stealing stuff and yeah I might have issues I was like that's exactly how I play Bethesda games yeah and when they said that I was like all right pack it up
1: well Let's the other on. thing the other thing about the ship that's really cool is the customization and yeah they showed that you could customize literally every part of your ship but then not only that but they had like little like uh, statues almost that they were making yeah. out of the different ship parts mech he made a mech at yeah. one point. So yeah. I thought that was cool. And also, how about the crew? Yeah, dude, being able to hire your own crew. That yeah, so, is
0: big. So there has been companion systems, obviously, in previous Bethesda games. I, I I mean, in Skyrim, I think there is, too. But I know Fallout 3 definitely has it um, because you can use it to great effect. But I'm thinking about how the companion system and something like Fallout 3 played in where, like, depending on the companion you have allowed you to access or you know not access certain parts of the game or areas or coordinate with people or whatever it might be and then you think about applying that to an entire crew Mm -hmm. of people where it's like i'm on this planet i have i don't know five people on my ship i can't access this but this person knows this thing or has this skill let me bring them along with me that's fucking awesome
1: yeah and they showed like a charter almost that showed all of your crewmates and it showed what their skills were like what they were proficient in and i think that's really that's going to be a game changer that's pretty big because then you're gonna look to uh Drop people and maybe meet someone new at a port that has a skill in flying a ship or, uh, you know, defense or turrets or, you know, all these different skills that are available for your ship. Yes, maintaining your ship.
0: Yeah. Um, and then real quick, too, following up and continuing with that, and maybe why the 30 FPS matters even less, and maybe take it with a grain of salt because maybe it's just marketing. Um, but Matt Booty and Phil Spencer have said that this will be the uh you know, the best Bethesda game ever shipped in the sense that it will have the least amount of bugs out of any previous Bethesda game. And it's because they were given the time to polish and the game has been, you know, content complete for a while. And it seems like Xbox actually stepped in and did their job and said, no, 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 no. You guys take as much time as you want with this and polish it. Yeah. Because initially, apparently the release date was going to be much sooner. So
1: well, that's good, and I think it showed because it looked really good.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you have anything else on Starfield, um, but I think the game looks awesome. I can't wait for it. Does Starfield running at 30 FPS matter? Not to me anymore. Call me a hypocrite. Make me a t-shirt. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to be there day they want. I can't wait to play it. Uh, I mean, the video game looks truly incredible. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on, shall we?
1: Let's talk about the rest of this stuff at the Xbox Showcase, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to talk about each one of these things, but if you—I don't know how you want to do this. If you have standouts that we can talk about, yeah, or or what? So yeah, well, in general, top-down thoughts of the Xbox Showcase. What
1: do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, I watched the Xbox Showcase after it was live. I think you did as well yeah um we saw everything kind of online developing we were together at the time and we were kind of being blown away by some of the stuff that people were saying on twitter mm-hmm. and i think uh it's very important to state here that xbox absolutely killed it this yeah. was a show that needed to happen this mm-hmm. was a direct response to the competitors and and you know playstation and the kind of show they just had mm-hmm. this was them saying xbox ain't got games all right here's our games and they're yeah. all first party and they're all great and they all yeah. look awesome. And also oh, yeah. it's almost all gameplay. Exactly. So. Correct. Um, yeah. I think they knocked it out
0: of the park, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Really. And there's impro- some stuff I don't care about and I'm sure oh, you feel sure. the same way. Oh, absolutely. But there's also stuff that I don't care about. I was like, I know for people that's big, like fable, yeah. for example, they started with fable. Um yeah. I played fable two, Back in the day. Um, I think I'd probably like Fable more now if I played it than I did when I was younger. Um, and I know people have some vibe issues, whatever that means with this new Fable trailer, but I think that's big, you know, just to come out of the gate swinging with Fable, uh, you know, a, a pillar of Xbox's history. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think they did a great job. They let the game speak, lots of gameplay, not a lot of, uh, you know, CG trailers, and some pretty awesome announcements, too. Uh, a couple of, well, unfortunately it leaked beforehand like the persona three uh reload um stuff and the per- persona five tactica um yeah but still cool nonetheless
1: what are some standouts for you i know i i, I have some that are obvious yeah. standouts
0: one i'm really happy that we got to see was avowed um i'm really 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 excited for that game uh, obsidian is an awesome studio i saw some people kind of down on avowed being shown that it didn't look as good as the original trailer i'll keep you know, I want to remind people the original trailer was CG. This was in game uh, and gameplay. And it looks like exactly what I want it to look like. Um, And if you don't think that game is going to slap, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Obsidian is an awesome studio. They literally have never made a bad game. In my opinion, Uh, I can't wait for about, I'm really happy. They showed it.
1: Really? I'm I'm unfortunately down on this game. Hmm. I didn't know much about it. I kind of went into this kind of expecting it to be, more and my thing is i don't understand what makes it different and what makes it special so far and maybe i need like a story deep dive to like kind Mm -hmm. of understand like what makes this different than other games that look like this but to me it it looked like high fantasy skyrim ass type of thing so
0: yeah but it's being made
1: by obsidian and that's the only thing that has me like okay well you know i can expect good but yeah what's gonna keep me you know what i mean i don't know We'll find out. I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not completely down on it. What else? uh, What else had your, Um, I
0: I think, uh, I think the update to Microsoft Flight Simulator, them calling it 2024. I know I'm not going to play Flight Simulator, but what they showed from a sim aspect of it and everything that you could do with it, all the rescue stuff. I was like, this is kind of fucking cool. And then the Dune shit. I was like, damn, that looks fucking slick.
1: I tried Um, Flight Simulator on my PC, bro. I don't know how to control anything at all. I didn't know what I was doing.
0: I, I, I tried it on my console um uh, my brain's not big enough for that
1: game (laughs) i didn't know what i was doing man i couldn't (laughs) even take off
0: so that was cool um they showed hellblade 2 i actually uh didn't care for what we saw of it um i am still excited for that game i still think it's gonna be good but um i think the sound mix on it was great if you're wearing headphones uh but i didn't love it was just kind of more samey um i thought it was the
1: same trailer at first to be honest with you that we already saw i thought the first trailer was way more impactful with the giant i I agree i'm saying i thought at first i was like this looks like the same yeah like what it is is,
0: it is very samey uh and not coming out this year anymore so next year so uh unfortunately there but whatever i still think that'll be good um other thing that stood out to me was uh not so much in the showcase sense, but what we learned about afterwards, the Phantom Liberty DLC for Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's
1: that's getting sucked off.
0: Them pretty much basically rehauling the entire game and making it what it should have been originally. Yeah. So that's interesting. Going to be $30 too. That's going to be a big DLC. So I think that looked good. And then I think City Skylines 2 looked good too. I'm not interested in that game, but I thought it looked high fidelity. And then two other things I cared about. Uh, the one, Clockwork Revolution. I think it looked good. Um, I forget... That's in exile, that studio, which I've heard great things about. I don't know much about them, but apparently they confirmed that that's going to be a full-blown RPG. Yeah. Uh, So that's interesting. But the big one for me, and this might seem so silly, but Metaphor Re-Fantasio. No, it's not silly. Coming from the director of Persona 5, the composer... 3, 4, and 5, by the way. 3, 4, and 5, yeah. The composer of 3, 4, and 5, and the producer of 3, 4, and 5. Now you telling me i shouldn't be excited about this game no you should i absolutely should be and it looked and fucking slick
1: it looked beautiful the, the ui alone was like persona 5 on crack which Dude. if you know persona 5 the ui is yeah. insane
0: this looks like high fantasy persona
1: yeah yeah uh, and
0: i'm here for it every part of it and they showed the social link shit yeah i can't wait for this game
1: there was some like religious uh undertones like gods and and stuff so yeah i'm I'm, yeah i'm really interested in this as well i think this one was a sleeper no not a lot of people are talking about it but this is a a big atlas game this is going to be their game that's kind of holding us over until persona 6 right so i think this is this is a hit man and
0: we can talk about anything else here you want to if you want to star wars outlaws although i feel like we should talk about that with the ubisoft context um there is sega and Atlas all over this show yeah and oh boy i might have been very wrong i definitely think there's some sort of deal that has been struck behind the scenes with xbox because to announce i mean i know it was leaked but to announce the persona 3 reload on xbox's stage the persona 5 tactical on xbox's stage i told you a, dude, metaphor re on xbox's stage i'm
1: telling you bro buckle sony in. sony fumbled
0: the bag hard they did and you know yeah. what? You're right. I was wrong, because, I mean, dude, they're fucking all over this show. Insane, insane. Yeah. So that's great, though. I mean, I'm not complaining. I don't. I, you know, I do still yeah. hope those games come to PlayStation because I like uh, trophies more. But if they're only on Xbox, so be it. Xbox uh, Game Pass. Yeah. All right. Anything else on this before we move on to Ubisoft?
1: Yeah, two things. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Number one, the thing I just said, Game Pass. Yeah, yes, dude, that's huge. You know, all of these, well, not all of them, but most of these games are coming to Game Pass day one. This is the this was the value proposition of Game Pass show. Yeah, and honestly, it scares me how much shit is that, how much good shit is going to be coming to Game Pass because I'm worried they're going to raise the price of this fucking subscription because I don't understand how this is, you know, affordable. Quite if honestly. they
0: if they ever do depending on the price i am very happy to just buy the first party games a la
1: carte <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be honest it's such me. a good deal right now and i'm not but trying to be a shill no 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 it uh, is but yeah
0: now we have it locked in for a little bit so if these they these games, these yeah. games could hit this cadence pretty soon that uh, yeah. that'd be great
1: yeah uh, so that's number 1 the game pass thing is huge and and you know can't be understated that is a huge huge deal literally uh, for xbox The other thing I want to mention is I'm a little. Uh I am down on one thing about the Xbox show. Okay, what is it? So I'm happy Xbox finally has some games coming out. I'm happy that they had a great show. This felt like an E3. This felt like an old school E3 showcase with all the games, just one after another with the gameplay, everything. But, Josh, one thing that bothers me about this show is that there were way, way too many RPGs and Mm -hmm. not enough differentiation between the genres of games mm. i mean if you look at this list how many of these games are rpgs a lot almost all of them to be quite frank with you there's maybe there five of them that aren't well
0: there's there's some sim games there's some action games
1: there's maybe five that aren't okay so there's just there's, there's
0: payday something... d- pay three more like poo well, day three we're not talking about that
1: so i just think you know next time they need to consider their audience because um xbox gamers like a lot of different things and i think that they kind of really really gave a treat to the rpg fans that's all i'm gonna say i understand it from that perspective
0: but here's the thing what's that my favorite genre is rpgs so i well felt, that's why i, I a felt treat for i you. felt very catered to right. i saw this and i was like Mm. I'm going to be so fucking good. It's
1: not even funny. And listen, it's a popular genre. Okay. It's not yeah. like it's nobody wants it. Right. Well, this I, is... under-
0: I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah.
1: yeah. You just have to cater to your whole audience here and diversify your portfolio. That's all yeah. I'm saying, Well, I'll give them something to diversify. All right. Let's talk about Ubisoft. I did not watch anything from this okay. showcase. So there's really only two things that I think you need to take away.
0: First of all, Ubisoft's back.
1: Yeah. You were like, Deep-throat Dude, they
0: started with the, the, the cliche Ubisoft Just Dance, little dance mm-hmm. fest. Dude, I was yeah. all over it. I loved it. And then the beginning of the show, they show Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck about Avatar. I actually despise that yeah, you You hate Avatar. I can't stand James Cameron. It is literally Pocahontas in fucking space. Blue. Okay. Here's the thing. This game looks good. It looks like Far Cry, but not bad, and Avatar. You can fly on a mount. You can fly all over Pandora. You got fucking wars going on. The story seems interesting. You have fucking first-person shooter combat. You have bows and arrows. You can ride shit. It's beautiful. It looks like there's there's deep RPG elements in there. This game, honestly, it was very surprising to me.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think Ubisoft is very lucky that uh, James Cameron was willing to lend this IP to this game because Mm -hmm. it's a shoe in Pandora is such a cool world. He has created a I mean, I know you're not a big fan of the franchise, but that world is cool. Oh, no, I agree. And now you're going to be able to explore it in an open world setting. And I think that is super cool. It
0: looked I, I can't stress this enough, dude. I could not believe how good it looked. And this is an Ubisoft game, dude and it wasn't cluttered the ui was clean it was simple it was fresh there was like hardly anything on it and i was like oh but this kind of looks like far cry with some of the just how they described like going in and taking over enemy bases and then you know when you take over enemy bases the, the world kind of reclaims it right the, the nature reclaims it which is such, mm, a central, cool. such a central part i know of avatar is connection with you know between you and nature and the story between you being taken from your home by this company and then trying to be militarized and then going back and being a stranger on your home, like it seems so cool. And the way that they described that and credit to the the game director that came out, I forget her name, but she really did a great job at selling this. And the game was staggering looking. And I I honestly could not believe it.
1: And I'll play no. it. I was sold. And it's coming out the end of this year, which is even crazier because yeah. I thought that game was going to get delayed. This is the first time we're actually seeing really anything of it. And it's coming out this December.
0: Yeah. So no. it looked, it looked great. Um, Definitely check out the trailer if you haven't. Then they showed X Defiant and dude, you're going to, you're going to want to butcher me for this. This, I played the, the alpha, the open, the little alpha they did. And I thought, oh, wow, this feels this pretty good. It's okay. Dude, this game looks good. I don't it remember looks, this. I think I played it too, though. It looks like a Call of Duty competitor. Like the gameplay looks like Call of Duty, but better. Let me look it up. And. It's a bad name. <laughs> like the video game is very generic, but it looks good and it looks fun. It mixes kind of Call of Duty with Rainbow Six almost in certain aspects of it, but it's like mm. more of a quick run and gun type of game. It looks fun. I'm not saying it's going to be earth shattering, but it looked good. I thought it showed oh, pretty well.
1: The logo is yeah. literally an XD face, dude. Yeah, it's bad. The smiley face. Yeah,
0: I'm not saying it's not cringy, but I think it, it showed pretty good.
1: Well, it um, actually looks like it had a rebrand. In style, like it it looked more call of duty serious in the mm-hmm. first alpha and beta and i'm looking at the graphic from the from the showcase it actually looks more like fun graffiti
0: yeah they did cartoon not maybe that's not the right word but in a, for lack of a better phrase cartooned it up a little bit colorful
1: yeah yeah
0: so there was that prince of persia the lost crown i'm not a prince of persian fan i know this is probably not what the games were before but i'm again i'm here to tell you it looked slick and it was gameplay that they showed and it looked quick And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's side on. It's kind of 2D HD. It looked awesome. It looked very visceral. Very cool. It's good. Um, The Division don't care about. Skull and Bones, I don't care about, but they played an awesome, they had an awesome band on stage. And the rest of the show, I don't care about. Uh, Not not even going to mention Assassin's Creed. But the last game they showed, Star Wars Outlaws, the biggest game that they showed. I was very excited for it. And I got to tell you, there are elements of it that I really liked just thinking you know from like a Star Wars perspective yeah yeah a lot of comparisons I think could be made to some what we saw for starfield right with the ship stuff and some of those things but it also there's, there's something very off with the combat of it it's they so it did show gameplay they oh it was all gameplay it looked very clunky the combat looked very stiff and clunky and slow and maybe in practice it would feel better but there was something off and I I didn't love what I saw, to be honest with you. That's a shame. So, I think it'll still be interesting, but I didn't love what I saw. Um. Anyway, that's that's the Ubisoft showcase. Uh, anything else, Ubisoft forward? Anything else to say on that before we do Capcom and wrap I, this little segment up?
1: Yeah, real quick. I did just when I was looking at X Defiant stuff. I saw something, and I want to confirm with you if this is real or not. Are there operators? Yes. And it, it looked as if each operator was from a different Ubisoft property. Like there was one that was the Watchdog um yeah the the fact the,
0: the factions are aligned yeah.
1: with ubisoft properties yes that's pretty cool actually it's like a shared universe of yeah. ubisoft games yeah
0: oh which speaking of the fucking anime that they announced i didn't even mention the anime with the creator oh. of
1: of uh castlevania far cry, yeah far cry blood dragon dragon
0: it's like a far cry blood dragon remix or something which yeah and the reason you mentioned it is because it takes other ubisoft properties and works it in but dude it looked so good if you haven't watched the trailer yet i i recommend watching it just I'm talking about from the art style perspective, yeah. And again, I I inherently trust um, what's his Adi name? Shankar. Yeah, Addy Shankar from uh, uh, Castlevania, uh, fame if you will at this point. So that was and cool. Power,
1: power slash rangers. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah. So very cool. And he is he's a meme lord, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, okay. Capcom Showcase. Even less to say about this. Um, I watched it. I literally don't care about anything they talked about.
1: Okay, let's move on. I didn't well, watch
0: it. So. Well, two quick things. One, you remember that game Pragmata? With no, the,
1: is that the, little, is that the little, one that we thought was a Kojima game? And the it wasn't? With, the little, with the little girl? Yeah, we thought it was
0: Kojima. Delayed
1: indefinitely. They said that? They
0: had a they had a huge thing of text pop up basically saying, like, please be kind to us. We need a lot more time, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I, I still think that game looks interesting. Take all the time you want, I guess. Although that's a little ridiculous because you haven't spoken in so long about i wouldn't it. even say anything yeah that's weird and then dragon's dogma 2 got a very big deep dive gameplay look i'm not a dragon dog dragon's dogma fan but from what i saw it looked pretty good and i know people are excited about it so i'm happy for them Yeah, and that's it and they showed exo Primal, which please bring back uh dino crisis
1: um what's the deal with uh ghost trick being here because that was announced in like february and it's like a remake of an old game and i don't understand why it was here i don't know they showed it that's all i have for
0: you but yeah capcom showcase was pretty bad okay at least nothing for me say that
1: all right well then let's let's move on josh yeah yeah do you want to take this one and i'll take the next one sure all right uh so
0: as we've been doing quick little message to people that aren't subscribed what's up everybody it is brett and josh here sitting down today to talk about the current state of xbox so gaming ceo phil spencer delivered a behind closed doors presentation on the current state of the company and revealed some new interesting details about what to expect from xbox
1: moving forward that's right josh so listen if you're interested in xbox gaming news reactions deep dives and more I'm here to tell you you're in the right place, so be sure to hit that subscribe button now to stay up to date on all of our content related to the world of gaming. Did you know that 90% of our viewers aren't subscribed? I know, because I looked it up. Uh, So listen, consider hitting the subscribe button. It really helps us out. Hit the like button, hit the bell. And uh, without further ado, let's hop into the story. Josh, what did Phil Spencer say? at this behind-closed-doors investor meeting.
0: Yes. So at a behind-closed-doors presentation to press, Xbox boss Phil Spencer says gaming revenue for the company is double what it was in the 360 era. That's so, wild. Yeah, that I literally cannot believe. Uh, but apparently that is the case. So uh, Phil Spencer also said that Xbox has more players than ever, that he's expecting more than $1 billion in PC gaming revenue this year, which is pretty That's big. huge. And he talks about being committed to the attempted purchase of Activision Blizzard. And he says, quote unquote, we're trying to get to solutions with regulators. Any comments on this
1: specifically? Yeah, I think that's surprising. Considering we thought Xbox was down so bad. Yeah. With no games, they are thriving right now, which is good for them. Yeah. I love Phil. Yeah, I still want to know how much they're spending on Game Pass
0: which they always conveniently do not talk about. Although I guess, why do I care? (laughs) Right.
1: What what do you think about the $1 billion in PC gaming revenue this year?
0: Yeah, I think um, both, well, I think Xbox realized it first, but I think both Xbox and PlayStation are realizing how lucrative of a market that can be for their games. Now Xbox, that's Game Pass. For PlayStation, it's porting first party games to it. But I think they're coming to grips with how lucrative of a market that is. How ubiquitous of a platform
1: it is right and i'm sure this has to do with you know game pass pc game pass subscriptions mm-hmm. as well as just straight up purchases on the uh windows store or the xbox store on, on pc
0: or steam xbox games on steam
1: yeah that's true it's just that's crazy that that money was left on the table for so many years and maybe it wasn't the case a couple years ago but there is a market for gaming on pc especially oh, yeah. xbox and, and playstation titles right yeah, that's yeah. a billion dollars they would not have made yeah so pretty staggering
0: yeah Uh, It continues here. Xbox Studios boss Matt Booty says they think they've quote-unquote turned the corner on game releases. He hints that there are still 2024 games to come that have been announced. and He might also have been hinting at 2025, but it was a bit vague. Um, So he said that his goal is four big games a year, so one game per quarter, which I think he's talked about in the past, but that makes sense. And if this Xbox showcase that just happened is indicative of that, I think, uh, yeah, if you can deliver those games... At a regular cadence with high quality you're going to be realizing the vision and the promise of game pass and xbox so
1: yeah, definitely
0: um and then sarah bond who's the corporate vice president who was you also saw briefly on the stage at the xbox showcase announced that game pass ultimate for pc is coming to nvidia's GeForce now so she says quote game pass members will soon be able to stream select pc games from the library uh, through an NVIDIA GeForce Now, end quote, which they announced uh, as part of like the, the deals to try to uh, qualm the fears of regulators uh, overseas. So,
1: yeah. How do you feel about that? I, I know that I just purchased a Samsung TV mm. and the Samsung TV has the Xbox app that allows you to play Game Pass as well, mm-hmm. uh, streaming everything. So it seems like Xbox is trying to make Game Pass accessible on every device, which is really smart.
0: Their horse is
1: Game Pass. It's not console gaming. I think that's pretty evident.
0: They want Game Pass on as many devices as possible and have as many people subscribe to it as possible. I think when you think Xbox, you have to think more Netflix than you do like PlayStation or Sean. So, right. They are taking a totally different approach and that's fine. As long as the games are really good and it works. And it seems like they've pretty much has the, they have the tech there at this point with cloud gaming and getting it on different devices and stuff like that, which will undoubtedly just continue to get better. And I think, I mean, I think they would even try to get game pass onto things like uh, the switch (laughs) And, yeah. and nintendo's next platform and even playstation although i doubt PlayStation is willing to play ball with them
1: yeah i mean you have to consider like that's going to be another marketplace basically for Correct. people to play games not on in your ecosystem so right. sony would be giving money away to xbox right in that case
0: and that's not to say that they're not going to make consoles you know or that they're not going to have an next-gen console i'm sure they already obviously have one in r&d um but it's just to say i don't think it's going to be their main focus right they're going right. to try to compete with subscription services rather than to compete directly in the console space.
1: If you and, and we saw this directly. I mean, Phil Spencer's comments after the showcase, he, he basically said, we are not interested in doing a uh, iterative console for right. Xbox. We're fine with the series S and the series X. They are releasing the new series S, which is right. fine. A new black one with more storage, but right. they said they're committed to the two models that they have right now. It's very obvious. They're not really, they're not worried about it.
0: No. And the next, uh, I, I would be surprised if the next console we got from them was like he said, anything iterative with the series consoles. I think the next console we get from them probably won't be for announced for at least another two to three years, maybe more. And it will be the net their next generation console. It's not going to be some sort of interstitial. Whereas I think conversely on the PlayStation side, you will
1: see that pretty soon. I would not be surprised if Xbox dumps the series X model of having a really powerful console. And goes strictly Series S style, slimmer, yeah. less powerful console and PC. I mean, considering a right. billion dollars in revenue uh, right. this year alone in PC, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they, or maybe they start selling, and this is gonna sound ridiculous, but Xbox PCs, like pre builts that are just yeah. really home computers. I don't, I don't know, think that, I don't I think I that
0: sounds ridiculous at all. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they create a console that's dedicated just for streaming. Like here is, here is your yeah. game pass box.
1: Well, they had one, uh, in development. I forget what it was called and it was canceled. Hmm. Phil Spencer actually had it in, uh, the background of one of his videos. Oh, you know how okay. He does those videos at his house. Yeah. He, uh, he had it there so you could see it, but, um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they didn't cancel it because, well, I, I guess I don't know how well that would sell, but maybe they came up with another idea or started developing something else that's smaller and even more ubiquitous, almost like a fire stick or something like that. Like an Amazon yeah. fire stick, but for game pass, but also, if it becomes super ubiquitous and it's like Netflix, where it's like on every single device, then it kind of qualm you know quells the need of even doing something like that.
1: Yeah, and they're smart for getting into it now because Sony's not doing this, so every TV wow. is going to have an Xbox app that you can do this. You know what I mean? They're getting their foot in the yeah. door. So
0: yeah they they're operating in their completely pretty much separate market, and I think that you'll just continue to see that divide more and more and more and more as we go on and then i think there's a future where xbox is operating in their own kind of sphere nintendo is operating in their own kind of sphere and playstation is operating their own kind of sphere while trying to also piss on everybody else's parade
1: right you know shout out to to xbox phil spencer i mean we were literally like so down on them Uh a week ago and now everything is completely turned around all we needed was their back baby let them cook right we just needed to see what they were, what they were working on, what they had, because things looked very bleak. So yep. I have faith in Phil. Uh, you know, ha- we, we shouldn't doubt him. Phil. Yeah, we should not doubt him. P H A I T H, faith in Phil. That's right. Anything else? No. Nah. All right. Let's move on. We're going to talk about something a little controversial here, a little political. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the story, and then I will. Uh, Then I'll give my thoughts and opinions. But before I do that, let's do a little hook for for our viewers. So what's up, everybody? Josh and Brett sitting here to talk about some drama in the streaming world surrounding Nick Merckx, Tim the Tap Man, and Dr. Disrespect. Last week, Nick Merckx tweeted his thoughts in response to an anti-LGBTQ plus protest, and it seemingly set the streaming scene on fire. We're here to break down exactly what happened and give you our two cents on the topic, whether you want to hear it or not.
0: That's right, Brett. So listen, if you're interested in streaming news, gaming news, reactions, deep dives, and more, I'm here to tell you that you're in the right place. So be sure to hit that subscribe button now to stay up to date on all of our content related to the world of gaming. And Brett, did you know that over 90% of our viewers aren't subscribed? That's right. Yeah. So listen, if you're listening to this and watching this video, consider hitting that subscribe button and as it really helps us out. Brett, without further ado, let's hop into the story. Please give me the background.
1: All right, so here's the unopinionated, uh, this is what happened. Uh, This is the story. Yes. So last week, streamer Nick Merckx, a FaZe Clan co-owner and one of the most popular Call of Duty streamers in the world, reacted to an anti-LGBTQ protest at a school board by tweeting, quote, they should leave little children alone, unquote. In response, uh, Call of Duty removed Nick's brand new operator skin bundle in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Nick would go on to double down on his sentiment during a live stream, stating that he believes he and his wife should be the ones to discuss LGBTQ topics with their children. Nick received criticism online for his tweet, but streamer friends like Dr. Disrespect and Tim the Tatman both publicly uh, defended Nick, with Tim asking Call of Duty to remove his operator bundle as well, which Call of Duty has since removed. Additionally, at the time of writing on June 12th, so yesterday. Nick's follower count on Twitter has grown around 50,000 users since June 8th. Despite the fact that Nick was actually losing hundreds of, of followers uh, a day prior, according to social media stat tracking site Social Blade. Uh it's it's unclear if he gained Twitch followers or Twitch subscribers. Uh that's a little harder to, to for people to kind of measure, but uh, a lot of people think that he has since grown you know in his following. Hmm. So, Josh, here is where I'm going to give you my take to the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to preface with this. I'm not woke. I am not. I'm definitely, you know, left left leaning. I am a Democrat. I am. I'm not right wing. I'm not a Republican. And that's where I stand. And my general thoughts on this whole topic is um, you should just let people be happy and let people live their lives. It doesn't hurt you in any way. Uh, and I think that this whole anti-LGBTQ thing where you're saying that they are like brainwashing children and grooming children is is quite sick, honestly. And uh, let me delve into to why I think that. So my statement to Nick is this. I disagree with your statement, your tweet, uh, but I honor the fact that you're allowed to have your own opinion. That's fair. You can have your opinion. However, I do not believe that you can spew anti-LGBTQ plus right-wing talking points and then act like that's not what you were doing. Because that is exactly what you were doing. Uh, The save our kids, leave our children alone, all these talking points, they're tired, they're ridiculous, and they're just attempts at making LGBTQ people uh, look like child predators. And in this context, we're talking about acknowledging Pride Month in schools. How is that controversial? Gay people exist. What's the problem with that? Pride Month is about acknowledging them and celebrating equality. Just like Black History Month. It's all about equality. They exist. Let's honor them. That's all it is. No one's saying that your kid needs to be gay. No one's, you know what I mean? No one's one's arguing that. No one's saying they're going to teach deep things about gay people even. It's just Pride Month. This isn't anything crazy, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pride Month. Uh, the thing that I, I want to point out is he said he wants to teach his children about pride month. He wants to be the one to do it. And my thing is why, why would you want to be the one to teach your kid about pride month? Like I said, they exist. Gay people exist. LGBTQ plus people exist. And the only reason, in my opinion, why you would want to kind of, you know, hide your kids from pride month is because you don't want them to know it exists. And you're going to tell them when you're ready but they're just going to grow up and be confused. They're going to be in the public school system. They're not going to know, you know, what's going on. They're going to have a jaded view of, of what LGBTQ plus means. And they're going to become racist and bigots and hatred. And it's just going to be homophobic. It's just going to be awful. So anything that just to top it all off, anything he says when he's saying that he's not homophobic, Nick, I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. um, It's not like he hasn't publicly admired Florida governor and overall human cum stain, Ron DeSantis, in a tweet weeks before his controversial statement. Twitter user tweeted at him, Florida is ran by an asshat. No way it's the best state in the country. And Nick responds, you mean the GOAT. Keep your dumb ass up there in bufufu land, whatever that means. Uh, So considering that, that you consider Ron DeSantis to be the GOAT. Uh, arguing that you aren't spewing right-wing insane BS talking points uh, inspired by DeSantis is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So I think COD, w- Call of Duty, was well within their rights to remove the bundle. I think anyone supporting Nick's statements should be ashamed, and I think they're insane. Uh, if you can't see the correlation between this crazy right-wing conspiracy theory, uh, they're turning our kids gay, and what Nick said, then you're insane. And that's that's my stance on the topic.
0: I agree with pretty much. Well, not pretty much with every single thing that you said. Um, First of all, call of duty is well within their rights to do that. Right. They can do whatever they want. It's their games, their piece of art. And I also love that they actually removed the Tin the tap man stuff too. When he asked them, he asked, no, he did ask and he got exactly what he wanted. So here's the thing. First of all, you can be whatever wing you want to you be right wing, left wing, up wing, down wing, rainbow, rainbow unicorn wing, you can be whatever the fuck you want, but you're not going to tell me that the person that he is putting up on the pedestal that is running that state, uh, Florida, the great state isn't at the core of that movement being anti LGBTQ And he's initiating it through legislation in the United States. So it's already happening. So strike one, pal. Number two, this ridiculous point that anybody is trying to turn your kid into anything. Could you not say the same thing for your exact viewpoint of you criticizing the, you know, Pride Month or talking about or anything like that? Could you not say, could we not start the same movement and say, leave our kids alone, don't brainwash our kids? But for the right wing version of this, the skew, do you not see the contradiction in your opinion
1: in that? Or religion. Save the kids from religion, right? You can make the same argument. Like, it's the same thing no matter how you look at it. So here's
0: my real problem. He can say whatever he wants. Congratulations, you live in the United States. Doesn't mean I have to agree with you. Doesn't mean you're free from repercussions, okay? Yeah. Whatever. That being said, when you have a platform like his, and then you you spew this crap, and then you get supported, by other people that have as big or bigger platforms than you you're done you're done to me it's dangerous i have have nothing nice to say about you and it's not just my headset just broke a little bit and it's wow it's it's off the handles i got so heated it's off the handles
1: we're off the handle
0: there we go die 95 collapsing um You don't get to do that. It's dangerous because it's not just anti this or your opinion that it's dangerous and people will use this and execute it. And that doesn't mean that any of these people are responsible for actions of people in their community, but you are responsible for the words that you say and the repercussions that that has and how you could be impacting parts of your community. And honestly, I'm pretty surprised and really just put off by the fact that Tim, not only Tim support this but doc too, somebody that i've respected for a very long time and again he can have his own opinion but the way that they handled it was so catty and pathetic and really didn't take a step back and i think when you get to the level that they, that they are when they're so insulated they don't have to deal with it i think that's why you see the reaction that you do right um, so i don't know if i have much else to, to input in it other than i agree with you i think it's ridiculous He can have his opinions, but it's dangerous. And just, and people, if you're watching this video and you're, I mean, they probably didn't get this far if they're watching it and you disagree with our opinion, why don't you just stop for a second and think if it was reversed and people on the other side were saying it about you, which they probably do anyway, or they were attacking your religion or they were attacking your identity or whatever your satian views are. And then you tell me that it's not equally as ridiculous and contradictory and condescending and just completely disassociated with reality.
1: Uh, the problem is, Josh, I I mean, I think... We're, I don't know what happened, but I think we just don't care anymore about people. And yeah. I want to go down... I don't care. Like, I just want to be on the right side of history. I want to... I want everyone to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to look like a bigot. And that's like that's the thing with me is like, why can't you just be a good person? Why can't you just see that? Like in the future, you're going to, they're going to like look at history books and they're going to go, wow, I was on the wrong side. Or like my grandpa or my dad was on the wrong side. Like, how do you think you're on the right side of history when you're actively putting down another person simply because of, you know, how they feel or, or not even how they feel in this case, it's who they are. Right. They can't control that. And you're telling them that they can't be that. Yeah. That's really hurtful. And I'm not being sensitive, you know what I mean. I'm not being a bitch. That's the that's the case. This is these are people, and you care about them and and who they are. And I think that it's ridiculous. Why do people care? It's
0: it's more complex than how I'm about to put this, because obviously there's a deep shit, deep deep shit,ed deep seated societal and like infrastructure issues, and you know, power and all like. I get it's more complicated than that, but my general rule of thumb is if you're not doing something illegal, like actually illegal, hurting somebody else, like not, not on the level that he's talking about. I mean, like actually hurting somebody else. Right. Why do you care how somebody else chooses to live their life? Even if you don't agree with it, even if you don't understand it, right. Even if you're ignorant about it, can't you just look at something and be like, you know what? Whatever. Whatever or just look at something and i don't know not
1: have an opinion on it isn't that also okay and, and the problem is this is this josh everyone is it's fear everyone is afraid yeah. because these talking points have been instilled into their brain and they think oh no my son is going to become indoctrinated yeah. and he's going to start wearing like you know, he's going to start wearing girl clothes and he's going to he's going to be gay for no reason and it's like it's this fear that has been instilled into people and it's like they don't realize that they're talking about lgbtq people brainwashing they had been brainwashed themselves they don't realize yeah that they are getting ron DeSantis in their ear saying your kids are going to be gay they're going right. to turn your kids gay yeah what's wrong with that first of all <laughs> but yeah that's number one but number two is like it's ridiculous it's not true
0: but people don't have the capacity to identify that that's what's happening uh because if people did then it'd be a much different world we're living in and unfortunately you know it just doesn't work that way anymore with social media, how people consume content. Um, there's just, and there's there's really no way to go back either. And it just is, and it's unfortunate. And even like, we could talk about it, we could disagree, but here's the thing, is there a solution? I mean, the, the solution would just be hoping that everybody just gets along. Uh, and it doesn't care how many people choose to live their life that's not the case it won't yep. be the case and it will be much it'll get much worse and it will never get better and i hate to be so abysmal about it but that's the case it's not like a, oh maybe one day it'll be. no it's not it's gone
1: there's no chance it's gone it's it's over here <laughs> is here's the the facts that was all of our emotions yeah those were our opinions this is the fact he probably broke a contract with Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. In their contract, it probably said that you can't act like this True. online. And his shit's gone. It's out of the game. Right. You wanna, you know, freak out about it and boycott Call of Duty like like Doc is fine. It's a stupid fucking game. It doesn't matter. Right. Who cares? You wanna hurt them, hurt like hurt their like hurt the company by not playing their game? Fine. Do it. That's your you're well within your right. It's silly. It's stupid. Yeah, dumb. And Tim, I get you wanted to like support your boy, but Mm, it's the wrong bus to be on, pal. The wrong horse to bet on. It's a shame. It is a damn shame. It's crying shame. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But anything else?
0: Anything else to say on that, Brett? Or no? Uh,
1: destroy the child. That's it. Yeah. We're we're so fucked up. Everything is so fucked up. Oh, boy. So, that was a really shitty one to end on. I don't feel great about that. Yeah, but
0: you know what? It is what it is.
1: Super we don't make negative. the news. We just report it.
0: Yeah. And discuss it.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. If you watched, if you listened, we appreciate you. Yes. We'll be back next week with another episode. Yeah,
0: but the the good news is you can distract yourself from all this because it's a great time to be a gamer. Yeah, lots of video games. That's right. Stay off Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is accessible. And Twitch. That's also accessible.
1: Oh, and Rumble and and Kick supported Nick Murph. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm still going on. I will never touch those platforms.
0: We'll be streaming on Rumble soon. Don't worry.
1: Scum. Alright,
0: listen. Thank you everybody for, for tuning in. Make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe, uh to Haptic Intel. Uh, we appreciate all the support. You know, all that. Uh whether you agree with us or disagree with us, we're just happy that you're here. Uh, be kind to each other. And we love you and goodbye.